welcome to the weekly song podcast uh thank you all for listening to season 15 of the podcast um like in the first episode of this season we're back together in the in the room how are you doing, Declan? I'm doing fine, thank you. Oh, I'm uh, Roger, by the way, if you don't know who I am. I, I was going to say, well done <laughs> on introducing us. That was uh, that was a skillful one out of one uh, for that one. Yeah, season 15, been and done. Ooh, that's quite exciting. Yeah, it's been good. It's been good. Uh, I feel like it's been a successful one, but I don't know about you, but I feel like it's flown by. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Like um, I think it didn't help that we... Uh, had quite a long rest between our last season and this one. So, like, it's kind of, oh, we're getting back into the swing of it, guys, and, oh, we're doing the last one. Oh, OK. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's been good. It's been good. How, how do you reflect on your songs so far this season? Um, uh, I have mixed thoughts as ever, but... Uh, um, y- yeah, there are a couple I'm really happy with. Like, only a couple, you know. We can't get too <laughs> proud of ourselves. That's oh a, man! Yeah. What about yourself? How have you been feeling about them so far? Good on the whole. It's been a learning season, though. You know, it's been a season of like, let me try this out. Let's see if this works, and just see what the results are. So that will always yield hit and miss. You know, it's never mm. going to yield one hundred percent success. Well, I mean, once you enter into the field of creative uh, creativity, what a brilliant sentence. Um, <laughs> then, you know, that's never a 100% hit rate. No one has ever created art to 100% satisfaction. True, true. I mean... Nice depressing thought to start the episode <laughs> off with here. It's, uh, but uh, moving on to today, we haven't written regular weekly songs, because it's not a regular not weekly song. Not regular episode. weekly no. songs. Ugh. We, we uh, have done a challenge where we um, span a wheel of fortune, and we were fortunate... <laughs> um, because we each got an artist to write for that was like a pop artist. Well, essentially, like we're trying to write songs in the style of someone. Like if someone came up to you and said, oh, "Excuse me, young man, we need a song for uh, Beyonce. Have you got a song for her?" Uh, and then us going like, uh, "Yeah, all the single ladies, all the single ladies." She's already done that one. Oh, okay. All the married ladies, all the married ladies. <laughs> um, but yeah, the two artists that we ended up with was uh, Simon and Garfunkel for Roger Ooh. and Fleetwood Mac for me. Uh-huh. Which was interesting, giving the lowest person, uh, the person with the lowest voice, the <laughs> group with like two female singers yes. and beautiful multi-tracked harmonies. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you nailed it though, because like I said before, I think like at the time when we chose the uh, the tracks last episode, do you have a? Um, that was a terrible time to make a sip. I was like literally mid sentence and I said. That's coffee. fine. I'll keep that all in the edit. It will <laughs> it will show how professional we really are. But like you have such a good knowledge of Fleetwood Mac, and you kind of I imagine you know their songwriting components fairly well at this point. Uh, yeah, like, I can play most of Rumours. I've played, I know a few of the hits off the other albums and everything, how to do those. And, yeah, it's more a case of, like, working out which bits I wanted to put in. Mm. Uh, but also, the lyrical stuff, that was the most difficult thing. Oh, really? Okay. Because, essentially, there are three, as well as, like, having three different composers, you've got three different lyrical styles. And unlike the music, where, like, it's mostly of a vibe... The lyrics for all three songwriters are completely different. Right. Um, whereas, like, you don't have that quite so much uh, doing Paul Simon's 
like writing style because there was only ever one writer in uh, Simon and Garfunkel. Exactly. So I, I was the lucky one. I pulled the lucky straw. That said, we've also got kind of the um, challenge of like eras. So I mean. I went for, like, Simon and Garfunkel, middle of their career time, you know, with all the hits, spread over troubled water and what have you. Whereas with Fleetwood Mac, I mean, if you said write a 1968 Fleetwood Mac song, it would be quite a different beast to writing in 1978. It's like, how can I muck up this riff and make it sound like a new thing? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that would have been a cool challenge in itself, but... What, rewrite Oh Well? (laughs) Rewrite Oh Well. That's a song you can't really improve upon. It's so good. It's such a great song. Weird structure. It is a weird structure, but like it, it makes so much sense when you realise it's just a live blues jam. Talking of which, that song... Have you ever heard the version from Boston? The band Boston? No, 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 no. Um, when Fleetwood Mac were playing live in Boston. No, no. Ooh. We should check it out. Yeah, no, I've got it on my phone. I shall play that to you afterwards. Because yeah, it's yeah, like sweet. the best live version of that song I've ever heard. Oh, I'm always up for a live version of that. I like the Heim version. So yeah. I can only imagine they do it incredibly well themselves. Mm. Um, anyway, speaking of your Fleetwood Mac song, um, you're first to play your song this week. Oh, so dear. what's your song called? And, uh, and how does it go? It goes, thunder only happens when it's... Um, It's been done! (laughs) uh, Well, uh, my song, even though it says in my notebook it says one title, is in fact called another. It is called Clouded. Okay. And it goes like this.
Is that a fade out? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, first live fade out on the podcast, I believe. Um, that's Clouded. Uh, that is Declan's uh, song in the style of Fleetwood Mac. Yes. Big fan, big fan. Mm-hmm. And I can tell it's in the style of Fleetwood Mac. It sounds like an obvious thing to say on an episode like this, but you nailed it, basically. Thank you. Congrats. Um, yeah, there's a couple of things to it, like uh, just loads of Fleetwood Mac songs are surprisingly chord light. Like, they're right. fantastic writers and they're fantastic players, but they don't tend to do loads of like complex sequences. Like, uh, probably the uber example of that being uh, Dreams, which is just... Which is just F and G all the way through it. Like, uh, Lindsay Buckingham's songs tend to be a bit more um, complicated, like his uh, finger-picking on the chain. But that's just, like, highlighting a chord more than anything else. Um, and then you have Christine McVie's stuff, which, again, fantastic piano player. Uh, she can make things sound more complicated than they are, but even stuff like uh, Little Lies is just moving down the diatonic pattern uh, with, like, F, E, D, with a little cheeky D major 7 in there, back to F sharp on the verses, or, like, Don't Stop, where it's just E, D, and A. So, like... Trick number one, don't think too hard about it. Now, was that an easy challenge or was that quite difficult to it, restrict yourself like that? It's sort of half and half. Like, the February challenge we did earlier this year and this past season, I've been getting more into not putting every single chord on the planet in there <laughs> when it doesn't need it. Sure. At the same time, like, getting into that chorus, that actually came out of a... like a little melody like that that I came up with so it's like trying the trouble is when I create a melody first and then try and put the chords underneath it it's like okay well we can put loads of suspensions in and we can put like loads of diminishes in and we can put like loads of like all sorts of silly stuff like that and it's just like no sometimes less is more exactly so it's just basically moving between a C sharp minor and a B with a little uh E major 7 to spice things up mm. halfway through it. Um, I can say there's the gap for the solo, because that almost certainly would have been a thing. Mm. And then, like, something that doesn't appear much, but it does appear on a few Christine McVie songs, it's like the sense of an outro. Like, a, so again, going to uh, Don't Stop, you've got there. Don't you look back. Oh, yeah. Which doesn't really appear like on the end of uh, things like Go Your Own Way because mm. that just evolves into another guitar solo. Right. Um, so there's just that to make sure that that was in there. So uh, you went from, sorry to interrupt, but a more Christine McVie angled song in, on the whole or? On the whole, yeah. She's my favourite songwriter of, of mm. the uh, three of them. But, you know, there are traits that are shared between them. And also just one thing vocally performing it is because they've got this beautiful set of voices to record for their records they tend to hold their notes for a long time mm. whereas if I was singing that for myself I might do something more like see the world go round like cutting everything off a bit more Yeah. whereas obviously because they want to build up their harmonies it goes slowly down on long notes 
So when I was constructing the verse melodies, I was just thinking like, right, okay, you've got to leave those sections in there. And apologies to the listeners for having to listen to me try that. No, not at all. It's, it's really that was actually hard to put my finger on, but the longer notes because you are usually more staccato with things. Like once you've said a word, you're done. You don't normally kind of extend it. Yeah, minus the odd ooh here and there. Yeah, um, that could be a title. Yeah, I like that. Um, the only other thing to say about it is um, just the lyrics, which that's the trickiest thing to get. Like, because uh, I thought, right, okay, well, obviously, if I'm trying to write this, like, Rumours era Fleetwood Mac, then, like, it's got to be about, like, some sort of dysfunction within some sort of friendship or relationship or something like that. Mm. So the starting point was just thinking about loads of situations where I'd failed to communicate or someone had failed to communicate with me in a meaningful way. Mm. Uh, so it's, like, synthesising a few of those. Um which helped that, like, uh, the I don't know what you wanted. Like, that's the lyric that sort of jumped out to me, front off. Mm. Um, but then, again, you've got, like, uh, Lindsay Buckingham, who's kind of very cynical and very angry. You've got Christine McVie, who's very straightforward. And then you've got Stevie Nicks, who is Stevie Nicks. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> it's kind of trying to pick which road you're going in. And there is um, a little bit of uh, anger in there, and there's a little bit of weird verbiage, like, uh, you don't understand how it feels in this storm of sand. That was one that jumped out at me. So it was like, ah. so Yeah. It's a cool image. I really like the image. But it's like, that's the Stevie lyric in there. Mm. But again, it's just trying to be straightforward, but not mopey with it. Sure. Because uh, the thing with that record is that, although it is about heartbreak, and, like, these failed relationships and being forced to confront each other about it. Like, it's not just, like, I hate you, I hate you, I hate... (laughs) I was was surprised when I discovered that there was that much turmoil going on at the time of the record, because when I listened to it, I didn't know any of that. I was like, oh, this is a great, happy record. Yeah, well, I mean, I'd heard a load of Rumours songs uh, and other Fleetwood Mac songs on the radio before, and because they used to favour the... um, uh, like dreams and don't stop and things like that. I used to think it was just like some girl group uh, right. who had like songs written for them. And I thought it was a great track and everything, but like I just didn't necessarily assume that it was Fleetwood Mac because I was young and I didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's kind of uh, you think like, oh yeah, well, lots of girl groups have like those sort of breakup songs written for them because <sighs> patriarchy, I guess. Uh, but then when you realise, uh, like, no, this all came out of stuff that was happening as they were making the record out of these weird situations. Yeah. Also cocaine. Um. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> cocaine and heartbreak. Yeah. Uh, reminds me of a Kanye album. Um, <laughs> but um, so when you came to the lyrics, you said that you kind of drew on a few synthesised things from various you know, maybe parts of your life, or was some of it fictionalised? Or how, how did you draw that line, I guess is what I'm asking. Um, it's... Uh, the It's drawn from a couple of things that I probably won't go into, but real experiences, but not, like, end-of-the-world sort of stuff. Mm. Like, less, oh, I said the wrong thing, and now, like, uh, I'm not friends with this person anymore, more just, like, those weird little instances where you say something and then just the mood turns for five minutes and you're thinking, like, 
wait, what? No, stop. Come back. Come back. <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I know that. I know that feeling. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, sure. We've, uh, I think we've all had uh, things like that, and it's just like cherry-picking a few of them with uh, that I've had over the years and just going like, right, where am I at fault? Where was everyone else at fault? And how can I make this sound like rumours? <laughs> That's kind of like a title too. <laughs> oh, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> But that's the that's the long and the short of it uh, for that one. There's not much more to say. Um, yeah. Well, one question I've got for you kind of relates to how I've approached these sort of challenge songs in the past. They always come out in a way where I'm like, yes, it was written in the style of whatever, but I like it enough that I'm going to develop it in a different way. Would you do that with this one? I don't know. Because it's a good song, strong song, I think. It's a yeah, I, I, not to blow my own trumpet, but I think it's a solid song. Um, I don't think it's for me. Hmm. So if anyone wants this song, please write into weekly song podcast at gmail dot com. <laughs> um, but no, like I, this is one that if like someone does want it, or like someone's uh, like a mate of mine says, oh that song's really good, I'll just give it to them. Yeah, so like if you, if you got a friend who's like, I'm making a record, but I'm a few songs songs short. I like that one you've written. Have it. Yeah. You need to start like a songwriting firm or something, like Matthew and Sons, <laughs> Kitchener and Sons. Uh, Can I be your son? <laughs> when you said Matthew and Sons, it's like, how do you know what my brother's called? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. No, it's that Cat Stevens song. He used to work at that songwriting factory in the '60s, and he wrote a song about it called Matthew and Son. Oh, is that the same one that uh, Carol King was working at? I want to say yes, but I don't know. Citation needed, as you would say. Citations are needed. That's that uh, very cool. Thank you very much. Right, I want to see what you've done uh, for your Simon and Garfunkel song. Because, again, you've got, like, a harmony act to do, but, like, <laughs> a much different kind of act. And, like, as well as being, like, a uh, Simon and Garfunkel fan, you are just a Paul Simon fan in general. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I've hired a little blonde fellow. He's seven foot tall, and he's here to sing harmony with me. Come Hello. Out. Come out. Fart, fart Garfunkel, or whatever you call it. That's not my name. <laughs> my name is Dennis. Come out, Dennis. Time to sing some harmony. You can sing harmony, right, Dennis? Yes. Listen to me. Uh... <laughs> oh, my God. Dennis is dead. <laughs> Oh my god. This is why you don't try and sing harmony, kids. This is why Paul Simon went solo. <laughs> he killed our <laughs> um, but... Art is dead. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he's not wearing shoes on the album cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but before we get into that, we've got to mention our esteemed, loved um, sponsor, Journeyman Books. Journeyman! The only book that... We use. <laughs> Maybe got that. No other books. <laughs> no other books. We don't even use the English language, mate. We just use Journeyman books. <laughs> so, um, Journeyman books are fantastically made books. They, they, we've never mentioned this, but they've got a little ribbon that you can put on the page you're writing a song on so you never get lost. A little bookmark, I think they call it in the trade. Which came in very handy when I had to open my book to look at the lyrics for the song. And uh, it uh, just fell on the page where I could see... The lyrics. I'm seeing this in real time. 
I can't tell you what a thrill it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the book Declan's got here, it's it's manuscript. Sorry, not manuscript. It's tablature, but they do do a manuscript one as well. Tablature and then plain. Tablature and then plain. And so you can use these as like lines to write your lyrics on, or you can like alternate and have like chords and lyrics, chords and lyrics, chords and lyrics, chords and lyrics. Yes, and uh, nice uh, nice hard covers. And it's bound in like fake leather, which is nice. Absolutely. Very, very posh feel. Vegan. If you're vegan, it's good for you. Um, <laughs> Turk up paper. Makes a lovely substitute for um, beef jerky. I like the way you're actually chewing still. You're still in character. <laughs> I love that. In character to the very end. <laughs> Darling, um, I've got to use my acting degree somehow. <laughs> if you want anything from the Journeyman website, we highly recommend these books. They're fantastic. Um, especially just kind of like tighten up your craft as a songwriter. Having a book like this can just make you think, okay, I've invested a little bit of money in this book. You know, let's write some songs. You've actually got a canvas to work with. Mm. So if you want 20% off of anything on the website, just simply go to my-journeyman.com, um, put whatever you want in the basket, and then use the code WEEKLYSONG at checkout for 20% off. That's Journeyman uh, books. Check them out. Okay. And, yes, I have a Simon and Garfunkel style song. Uh, ooh, you've got printed out lyrics. Fancy. Okay, so this song is called Like a Kite... And it goes like this. Choice is out of my hands. Look out your window across your glorious land. My voice. Sounds different inside I keep coming out With words I can't undermine I didn't milk it For all it was worth When I had the chance Maybe a moment past Is all I was destined to have He's tall From what I like the kind of man who's good for a girl So why do I cover his face Pretending that I've come by and taken his place I didn't love you for all you were worth when I had the chance Maybe a moment passed is all I was destined to You laugh when I say that I'm old You tell me I'm not so far from the bill I was sold I'd stop if I had what it takes I'm playing a young 
So it's not a proper clap, but that will have to do. What's the sound of one hand clapping? You just heard it, folks! And again! Uh, yes, so, that was Roger's song, Like a Kite. Um, yeah, I can tell this a bit more like, uh, like those classic singer-songwritery like, tropes and like uh, voices coming out of that one. Like, where, where did you start with this one? I started by listening to Simon of Garfunkel's Greatest Hits. Well, I mean, that's a solid choice. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, in fact, it, that was actually kind of like something I wrote down at the beginning of the week. Because like, usually I write down, OK, try and write on these evenings that I've got free, I schedule it in. Um, but then the first couple of nights I was just like, listen to Simon of Garfunkel, try and get a feel for what they do, basically. Um, I noticed that a lot of the songs are quite soft. Mm. And a lot of them centre around relationships... Um, but not in the not in the normal way. I think they were kind of ahead of their time and kind of probably influenced a lot of the sort of 90s and 2000s indie singer-songwriter stuff because they write about relationships, but they don't do it in the normal way of, like, you know, 60s bubblegum bop, um, boy meets girl, uh, they fall in love, or, they're, or, you know, alternatively, they fall out. Mm. It's, like, much more of a... Um, either a narrative story attached to the lyrics or... Or just a kind of sideways, you know, slant on that on that format. Well, I mean, it makes sense of them coming out of the folk tradition. Tr- uh, folk songs tend to have more like uh, like narrative based songs, just anyway. Mm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think one thing I've always liked about Paul Simon's writing, particularly when he went solo, is like he just subverts the songwriting um, traditions quite well, mm. but at the same time delivering something that's quite um, uh, you know easy to digest, I guess. Um, so, <clears throat> for me, um, I started to notice that in quite a few songs, Paul Simon would do things where he slows down the chords um, or slows down the riff. So, in one particular example, um, uh, he kind of goes like, he'll like hammer on a chord and then hammer off like... That sort of thing. So, I thought that'll be my first starting point. So... I was just sort of messing around. Oh, yeah, and the other thing was I decided I want to write run, want to write in a 3-meter, three 3-4, three um, or 6-8 as it may be. I'm, I'm never quite sure. Um, because of the song America. Do you know that song by Simon Garfunkel? Uh, I've heard it. Um, I need... I need jog my memory. So it goes... Michigan seems like a dream to me now Took me four days to hitchhike from Saginaw. I've come to look for America. So yeah, I decided I wanted to be in three four, have that sort of hammer on thing, and I thought, you know, I'll try a few different things with that three four thing, and I thought I'd just combine it. So I started playing an A major and then sort of hammering on hammering on to like a sort of um D 
D-ish shape, like the four, basically. It's a, yeah, it's a D over A. Like, if anyone knows how to play hammer to four, it's basically that shape. Yeah. Yeah, so I did hammer to four in three, four. Wrong artist, Roger, wrong artist. <laughs> Damn it, I was so close. <laughs> Just a couple of decades out. A decade out. Anyway, so I had this, yeah, anyway. To me, that has like a vocal melody in it. And I, you'll see, I often quite do that. I'll have my intro be the same as my verse, and there's no exception. So, choice is out of my hands. And then rather than just repeating that, da, 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 da. what Paul Simon will quite often do is he'll like kind of do, the, I guess I got it from him really, is do that thing where you walk down the scale, but each one has a word, each chord has a word attached to it, so... Yeah, that's a very you trick that I've noticed. <laughs> yeah, in fact, it's one that you did last week, I believe, wasn't it? Uh, on one of them, uh, I think it was uh, Want Me Here, where it's like... Yeah. Better off everyone around. Because that was basically so just like, I need a bridge, what would Roger do? That's it. <laughs> it's, it's nice. I should now be asking what Paul Simon would do. Yes, now you know the actual truth of the matter. So, uh, the walking down part is, um, Look out your window across your glorious land. So what you're doing there is going, because the song's an A major, you're going A, G sharp something or other. Like a G, G sharp minor. G sharp minor. F sharp minor. E, B7. <laughs> and... <laughs> It's nice that we're in the same room. We can do that now. That exactly, doesn't normally yeah. work on Zoom or something. No, it wouldn't, no. <laughs> um, and then, so that's basically the verses. I'll just go through the music really quickly. And then I had a chord change here to get to the chorus. So the song's an A, and I want to get up to my D for um, the chorus. Mm. It's a bit more of an elevated sound and everything. Normally, what you do to get to that, or normally what I do to get to that, is like I would go, the song's an A, and then go A7. Up to the D and then you sing right there but I'd done that so many times it's kind of played out so what I decided to do was uh, so I kind of go from an A to a D7 and then turn that into a D for the chorus and it, it doesn't really work on paper but when you kind of play it fast enough it kind of makes sense in a way it's kind of like you said before it's like ear candy it's like one little slightly odd element that makes you just go hey Oh, right. Ooh. Okay. yeah, 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 definitely. And then in the chorus we got I didn't milk it for all it was worth. Um, D. And then uh, had the chance. Oh, sorry, actually had the chance. So um, that's going A C sharp seven F sharp minor. And then uh, one major three six. <laughs> and then um, two. Which is B minor, two to five, which is E major, two to one, which brings you back to the intro. Yeah. And um, that's essentially it, apart from the section, uh, which I guess you call the bridge, where it goes up to C sharp minor. These days, and the whole vocal register goes up, which is hard to sing. Yeah, I was like uh, thinking, like, oh, it's a return to falsetto, Roger. <laughs> He's back, baby. Um, These days, I'm barely alive. And then you basically repeat what you did in the verses, that rundown. Watching my bright blue eyes recede in the light. And then the same thing again. Someday I'll look at my life. 
night Trust the last few times I flew like a kite And then that was one of those songs where like, I didn't know what to call it I was thinking all I was destined to have Bit clunky of a title Maybe a moment passed Or a moment tased As I seem to have put on the lyrics here That was a printing error type of Maybe a moment tased is all I was destined to have. I mean, what you do in your spare time is none of my business. I'm not judging. I'm all about that tased life. I like being tased. Yeah, when I, when I had uh, treasure the last few times, I flew like a kite. Um, I needed something to rhyme with light. And when I came up with the last few times, I flew like a kite. I thought it was a cool piece of imagery. Um, and it's actually related to um, a story my dad told me about um, one of his first girlfriends back in the day. Um, she told him that he tugged like a kite, like that he was enthusiastic and wanted to go, you know, and do new things and that sort of thing. So I've I've always thought that's a nice piece of imagery, and I've always wanted to fit it into a song, and now I have. So, so yeah. Congratulations on fitting that imagery into a song. Thank you very much. As far as the lyrics, just to close this out, it was really just a case of thinking about how can I write about. A relationship and also at the same time like life goals so in the second verse it's the most clear um, it's just talking about like having an ex who is now with somebody new who is obviously good for them and obviously like has shaped their life in a really healthy way but you still can't help but resent that and pretend that you're in his place mm. you know and um, so that's the second verse and then the first and third verses, like choices out of my hands, like out your window across your glorious land. It's kind of saying like about being stuck in a routine, basically, and um, not coming across the way you want to. So my voice sounds different inside, like like you kind of have like the way you'd like to appear in the world and the way you do appear in the world, and the kind of those two being at odds with each other is kind of the first and third verse. And the third verse, kind of like you told me that. You laugh when I say them old. You tell me I'm not so far from the bill I was sold. Um, I'm playing a young man's game, but I don't know the stakes. It's just kind of like getting older, but still having these steadfast goals of creative endeavours and that sort of thing. Mm. But realising you're playing a young man's game more and more every year. Um, so there's a few topics here, but it's basically about regret, I guess. Regret and self-doubt. Hooray! <laughs> it's always a good time here on the Weekly Comic Podcast. But, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, that's, that's basically how it turned out. Well, I kind of like that one. I like that. It feels very you, like, uh, which, again, like, it was just the good luck that you ended up with a songwriter that, like, you tend to naturally emulate a lot anyway. Mm. Uh, do you think you'll be doing anything with this one? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And probably because of the one thing that I feel is a bit of a downside of this one, which is that I, I definitely tried to get some components of Paul Simon's writing in here, but at the same time I found it difficult not to make it my own. That just happened very naturally. So there's certain sections where it's just kind of my style of writing, um, which ultimately makes me feel it's more, more a little bit more original than if I just went for the Paul Simon thing. So I think I will use it. Fantastic. Well, I look forward to hearing this on a record. This is some good stuff. Thank you. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we have uh, a competition set up uh, that we've been mentioning all season to win a Journeyman notebook, uh, which uh, we've had some entries in for, and we have picked ourselves a winner. Drum roll. 
So our winner, our, our winning entry comes from Aaron J. Milner. And Aaron has sent in a song called Can't Let You Go, which contains the word journal. And his email goes thusly. Hey there. I hope I'm not too late. I'm so happy that you've got a sponsor. Next you'll be taking over the world. Yes, we will. Um, but anyway, my song submission is a combination prompt. Having in October and the book asked me to write a song that had to do with magic because of the theme of the event is Wizard Weekend. So I put them together. Mm. Hopefully it doesn't sound too shoehorned in. There's a lot of time between now and the gigs, so I'll continue tweaking it. I've had this idea of someone being under a spell to love someone, but being okay with it. Like always, my biggest self-critique is that my songs are too simple. It sounded empty, so I tried my hand at electric guitar. It's been a joy listening to the show. I haven't missed one in years now. I hope you're well, Aaron J. Milner. Well, thank you for listening uh, to the show, and thank you for sending that in. And, uh, yeah, you've won a journal out of it, so it pays to be a loyal fan. Absolutely. Yeah, congrats. Um... Yeah, so uh, we'll obviously be in touch with Aaron and we'll arrange sort of which journal he wants because we do, they do little tablature ones or manuscript ones, so there's a choice there. Um, but yeah, we're going to take a listen to his song that is called Can't Let You Go, and it goes like this. Just a word from your lips You enchant me, move my body I can't resist something in your tone Something all of your own It's the spell that you've casted I can feel you, it's fantastic Smell of autumn in the air
I really like that. Uh, I like how he rhymed journal with eternal. I think that, because he was saying, oh, I hope it doesn't feel shoehorned in. It doesn't at all. It actually feels like a really succinct end to the chorus. It feels, yeah, it feels quite natural. And I love, like, the escalating, uh, like, voice throughout the verses where it starts off relatively low and gets, like, more loud and more intense and everything as the verses go on. And, uh, yeah, I think there's the electric guitar in there does, like, just help, like, fill out the sound a bit. It sounds quite nice. 100%, yeah. As far as, like, um, any concern of simplicity in songs I mean A simplicity in songs is a great thing I think and B Aaron's voice is absolutely killer so I don't think he needs to worry because it takes up you know it's really captivating is what I'm saying yes I would concur so uh, well done Aaron for winning that one woo he won so what have you been listening to this week Declan um not many albums sadly although uh, I have managed to listen to a couple of things all the way through uh, first off, Tom Mish, Reverie. When you go, you go, you go, I'm a summer sky. When you go, you go, you go, I'm a summer sky. It's a little EP that you did uh, a few years ago, and it's only four songs. But like, they are four great songs. Yeah. Like, uh, "Crazy Dream" with Lord Carner, just yes. Um, I wish, just a great slow, like blues lazy riff, which is just great. "Watch Me Dance" is a great ender for that one. Um, and then uh, "Falls," everything not saved will be lost. Part one. There's no deep meaning for that one. Mm. Uh, although On the Luna is just banger of a track. Love it. Nice, nice. Uh, well, we're actually in my room right now, so I actually have some reference points. I've been listening to Help by the Beatles. Were you telling I did wonder what that was doing there. Yeah. Like, this was just some sort of subliminal signal that you were trying to send me. <laughs> Declan, look at the record. Please help me. Uh, no, so that's been on the turntable this week. Um, I've also been listening to your old Drew, who I mentioned a few episodes ago, a great rapper from the US. Originally from the Ukraine, I've learned. Mm. Um, and uh, so kind of like a really nice mix of um, cultural references in his lyrics. Um... But yeah, I mean, you can't get, go wrong with early Beatles or sort of, you know. Or later Beatles. Or any Beatles. You just. Beatle good. Beatle equals good. Uh, yeah, no, uh, so. Yeah, I haven't had a great deal of time to listen uh, to music this week. Um, but. But yeah, can't go wrong with the Beatles. And that. Truer words were never spoken. <laughs> So that's it for this episode of the Weekly Song Podcast. Thank you very much for listening to this episode and for this season. 
this will be the last season for this year. We're hoping to start up again early next year at some point. Uh, so if you've got anything you'd like to send in uh, about this season or in anticipation of the next one, why not write into weeklysongpodcast.gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, various places on the internet. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Roger? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where where can they find you, your music, and your various projects that you will be partaking in? Well, um, Roger Heathers on Instagram, at Roger Heathers. Um, I'm on Bandcamp, Spotify, iTunes, all the rest of the streaming platforms. Just look up Roger Heathers. I'm also in a group called P Green Boat, which uh, you can find by searching for P Green Boat um, on socials and uh, streaming platforms and that. And, uh, of course, you and I have a band together called Schnookums. Schnookums. Schnookums, which uh, we're making an album right now. It's getting towards completion now. Yes. Uh, like it's, it's in the later stages, and, yeah, pumped, excited, happy. Woo! Definitely. So if you want to hear our first fully collaborative project, follow us on Instagram. It's probably the best place at the moment. That's S-C-H-N-O-O-K-U-M-S dot B-A-N-D. On Instagram. And, uh, yeah, give us a follow. And, Declan, how about you? Where can people find you and your music? Um, uh, you can find the free things I have out on uh, Bandcamp, Spotify, iTunes, Tidal, these are um, various other places, I'm sure, uh, by searching for my name, my name being Declan Kitchener. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you can find me on Facebook as well. Also, I have a gig coming up. <gasps> Ooh, ooh, ooh. When, where, how, who? Well, Why? I feel flustered. I won't be able to tell you. <laughs> um, so it's on the 29th of October at the St. James Wines Vaults. Uh, I'll be part of a four-bill act that, on that evening uh, with myself, the Crofters, Peter, you're a pirate, which is a brilliant name for a band, That's so good. and Athena. Uh, it'll be five quid... Uh, uh, if you get the tickets beforehand, six quid on the night. It's actually part of a two-day event, so if you want to go to both, uh, eight quid bundle. Uh, I did say St. James Wine Vaults, didn't I? You did. Well, I've said it again now in Bath, and that's on the 29th of October from 7pm. I'll be the first act on. So if anyone's around that region, come to that, come to that. And then uh, there's like a bit of a Halloween thing going on. There's going to be a fancy dress competition as well, which I think costs a quid to enter, which is good. Are you going to be dressed up? Um, uh, possibly. It, it depends <laughs> oh. on what the budget will allow for. <laughs> There's always just the, uh, you know, bed sheet for a ghost. There's always that option. Um, mm-hmm. That is an option. I would just, like, fancy wearing, like, a big old uh, hooded robe and then just, like, having a death uh, scythe guitar. But um, that's unlikely to be the case. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Here's well, a look. Well, it might just be like a pair of fangs and then just trying to sing through those. <laughs> um, Indeed, that was beautiful, Roger. Thank, thank you. you. Well, that, yeah, absolutely. Everyone should get along to that. That's, that sounds really good. Um, yeah, I think that's basically it, isn't it? That's it for this season. Thank you all so much for listening. Really appreciate it. We will see you again on season 16 uh, early on in 2023. That's weird to say. All right, until then, ta-ra! Ta-ra!